Welcome to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hansen Metal. This is a half hour radio broadcast which airs from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. every Tuesday. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. God bless you. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly knows. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. There's a reason we are alive, and we're going to thank God for the breath that He has given us. Friend, we begin with a word of prayer. Precious Holy Spirit, we are so grateful for the opportunity to share your word. I pray that I might decrease while you increase, and that this time with the world will be a time of refreshing and healing and deliverance and salvation to everyone who desire the Christ, who died that we might have life and have it in abundance. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Yeah. God is good. All the time and all the time, God is good. Sometimes I wonder whether we just say these things. Um, do, do we really think about it and do we really believe it? I hope so. Yes, we have been talking about the connection between faith and good works. The connection between faith and good works. And I just laid the foundation in my previous discussion with you, my lovely and cherished listener, about the need for us to be able to differentiate between works. When the Bible speaks of works, I hear preachers talk about grace as if after grace has done his work and we have assessed the free gift that Christ has given us. When we talk about faith, it means we don't have nothing to do. It's all about maybe God will bring the right person to our life, so we got to wait. And God is going to use them. God can do that because with God all things are possible. But we have to be very careful that we do not, we do not interpret grace to mean we don't have anything to do or we shouldn't do anything. We should just sit and wait. And God is going to make everything fall from heaven into our laps. It doesn't that work that way. Like, I like studying the Bible because that is where I hear God's voice. Yes, I hear God's voice when I read the Bible. Because it is the word of God. Where else do you hope to hear the voice of God? You want to see some angel just coming with a trumpet and say, Thou, Mr. So-and-so, thou, Miss So-and-so, that saith the Lord, oh my goodness sake, go to the Bible. You see, I, for instance, I wanted to study about the prosperity that God promised Abraham. Because we all claim Abraham as the father of our faith. We all claim the blessings of Abraham. That is good. Why not? But, Having said all that we need to say, we got to go back and study the life of the person or persons that we really love to confess their blessings and the things that they stand for. So I, I studied Abraham and I still study. I haven't finished yet because the more I read about the life of Abraham, the more I get new light into how he came to possess the promises that God gave him, especially in the area of wealth. What many believers seem to ignore is the fact that 
Abraham did not come by his prosperity by sitting in one place, naming and claiming. No, he didn't. Abraham worked hard to the extent that the land that God promised him, every piece of it that he possessed, he paid for it. Yeah, yeah, he paid for it. Read the Bible. <laughs> he paid for it. Even where to bury his wife, he paid for the land. So you see, you can't claim to be a child of God who want to possess the blessings of Abraham and you are naming and claiming people's land. You'll be frustrated. It doesn't work that way. And say, by grace, I name it, I claim it. No. So we're going to look at the connection between faith and works. The connection between faith and works. Salvation is free, my friend, but rewards are earned. God has saved us and he's not taking any money for saving us. Beyond that, beyond that, God expects us to work for the bread we need. So you say, oh, but Jesus told the disciples to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Yes, you're right. He told them to pray, give us this day our daily bread. But he also taught them that when he leaves them, it's going to be tough. So the one who doesn't have a bag should get a bag. Everybody needs to equip himself because they can't sit in one place and expect faith to save the world. He's going to empower them. After he's empowered them, they have to step out. When they refused to step out, persecution came and forced them out. So you see, my friend, grace has nothing to do with laziness. Grace has nothing to do with complacency. If you don't move, you might starve. You heard me right. God does not expect anybody to stay behind closed doors, praying every single second and doing nothing. I've been in full-time ministry, and this year, God willing, I'm going to live to see my 40th year in full-time ministry. Let me tell somebody under the sound of my voice, it has not been easy. My wife had had to work like crazy to support our ministry. Yeah, you heard me, like crazy to support our ministry. We started with nothing. We prayed for grace to be able to work with our minds, with our hands. We pray for grace to be able to manage, plan. Yes, if you don't know how to manage your resources, you may blame God for things that he is not responsible for. So here comes the message. Faith is action. Faith works. If you have faith, you will work. If you have faith, you will take action. James 2, 14 to 26. James 2, 14 to 26. New King James Version. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Let's stop here and think a little bit. Here comes someone who says, I am born again. I have faith. You had faith to be born again. But James is asking, what is your use? If you just say you have faith and you are born again and you don't have works. So there are two dimensions here. The faith dimension and the work dimension. This is not work like to say, I'm going to work or I'm going to do something for God to accept me. No. You want God to accept you, believe in Jesus, confess with your mouth, you are there. You are brother baptized, you are one of his own. You are there. Listen, beyond that, the things you desire, they will come to you, not on the silver platter. You have to work. 
to pay your rent. Seriously speaking, you have to work for everything that you need. God in his sovereign way, in his goodness, why we do our best, he blesses us beyond what we really have worked for. He can and he does. There is no excuse for sitting and waiting. I've talked about faith waits, but that's why I'm being careful to take it to the next level that faith waiting is not sitting and wasting. Faith waiting is moving and acting while believing that God will bless your efforts. So the apostle wrote, what does it profit, my brethren? If someone says he has faith, but does not have works. So stop talking about works as if it is a no-no. It is a yes-yes. When you are born again, you have to commit yourself to work. The works of God. To work for the bread you want. It is nobody's responsibility to pay your bill. God can touch somebody's heart to do that. But it's not going to be forever, dear. So you must work for what you desire. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. He says, if a brother or sister is naked, listen to this carefully. If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? He said, well, it's not about works, and so I don't have any responsibility to help anybody. We are all living by grace. I'm a man of faith. I'm a woman of faith. The apostle said, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? It doesn't work that way. For you to tell a brother who needs your help, I will pray for you. Meanwhile, meanwhile, what he needs, you have in excess. You have something you can sacrifice, no matter how small it is. But he said, hey, brother, praise God. I will remember you in my prayers. And sometimes we say that and we don't even remember the people in our prayer. Yeah. We don't remember them. I mean, it's just something to get rid of them. Get out of my way. We can look at Christians and know that he's not telling the truth. He's trying to get rid of that guy, that child. Become like, this is a nuisance for me. And what can I tell him to go? So get out of my way. Beloved, we have an assignment. And faith will demand that we do good that we do good. I'm going to hit at that so hard because these days is so difficult for us to do good. I would say because life life has always been difficult. That's why Jesus commended the widow who gave that offering. It was the smallest offering, but Jesus said it was the biggest because she gave her last out of her love for God. So sometimes it's not even talking about we have had enough. But somebody is in a, in a dire need of something and if he doesn't get it immediately it's going to be disaster we have it we don't have more than one but we can't afford to give it away and still survive this is the word of god do it it is called works of goodness and i'm going to come on that as we go along works of goodness beloved we are called to work works of goodness it is a product of grace it is a product of love. You can't experience the grace of God and not afford to do good works. So Jesus spoke a parable. He spoke about a man who holds some very small poultry kind of money. And he said he couldn't pay. And so the king or whoever he holds said, Okay, if you can't pay, well, I forgive you. 
And Jesus said, he left the presence of the, the one he hold. Immediately he stepped out, went to a short distance, and he found somebody who holds him something that didn't come anywhere close to what he holds. He adjusted the man into the air and said, Today you pay me or I suffocate you. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> you see, my sanctified man. He said, You pay me now. And when the one who forgave him heard about it, he said, What? How could he do this? You see, grace brought him in. He walked out and did some bad stuff. And so he was thrown into prison for not being able to pay his own debt. And I don't think that's what we want. Our light must shine before men so they see our good works. The good works which is product of salvation, which is an outpouring of grace. We must do good works. You have been listening to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hansen Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Bible platform with Reverend Hansen Metal this and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on sunny 88.7 FM and your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continues. Now let's read the scripture. We are in James chapter 2. And it says this. That's also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. You say you have faith in Christ. You have had faith to be saved. Yes. Now you say you have faith that you're going to be able to get that job. You're going to be able to get that material blessing, whatever it is. You have to commit yourself diligently to doing those things which will bring the vision into manifestation. Don't give excuses for laziness. Don't attribute to grace. God, God expects you to work out. You must fulfill your part of the deal. And then you will begin to experience what you expect to experience in your life. It says this, but someone will say you have faith and I have works. And the apostle wrote, Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. <laughs> Let's think about that for a moment. You say you have faith, but you have nothing to show that you have faith. You're always behind closed doors. You're always making excuses. There's a liar in the way. Proverbs says, there's a liar in the way, so I can't go to work. Oh, it's so difficult. This work is so difficult. You quit. Go to the next job. Oh, people don't like me. You quit. You go to the... Listen, life is not easy. Life is not cheap. There are mountains to climb, rivers to cross. There are crises to contend. Every twist and turn comes with its own crisis. It is faith that takes us around and over mountains. It is faith that causes us to see the Christ in the midst of the crisis. It is faith that makes us stand. Even when we are hurting in the feet, 
it is faith that keeps us going when all we can see is bleak and blank beloved faith does not endorse laziness faith works faith works faith works commit yourself to working and stop looking around you and making excuses faith works so he says that someone will say you have faith and I have works show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works everybody who has been an achiever with God will tell you it has never come on a silver plate Abraham didn't have life easy Jacob when he came into Egypt in, in his last days he was speaking and he said by himself he confessed that he had been a man who has suffered much who said Joseph himself had life easy? Who said, which, which blessed person in the Bible can you point out and say that he was just there, he had faith, and then things were falling down from the sky into his lap? It never happened, and it will never happen. Job, oh yeah, he had multiple portions of the things he lost. But read the book of Job critically, and you will see the extent of his pain, that even though he did not curse God, he spoke some hard stuff. He spoke some hard stuff. He spoke his heart. To the extent he almost cursed the person who announced his birth. Yes, the book of Job. Yes. So the Bible says anyone who wants to live a godly life will be persecuted. You may not be persecuted by men. You may be persecuted by situations and circumstances. You have to face the storm and ride the storm. Eagles do not run away from storm eagles do not run away from storm they take advantage of the storm to soar higher and that's who you are and that's who you are amen amen the apostle continued in james 2 you believe that there is one god you do well even the demons believe and tremble we believe we don't tremble we don't fear god many of us we only confess with our mouth but we don't fear god in my kind of geographical position or environment People fear voodoo, juju power, than they fear God. Yeah, just let them tell a lie or steal or do something and somebody threaten, I'll call this God against you, I'll curse you, and they go berserk, scared to death. But they can take the Bible, stand in the courtroom, lift it, swear, and the next moment they are lying with ease. No shame, no conviction. So the apostle said, claiming to know God is not news. He said it doesn't mean nothing. Because even demons do not only know God, but they know God and they fear and they tremble. They tremble. So, my dear, we got to do what we got to do and the blessings of God will attend us. Amen? He said you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, oh foolish man, that faith without words is dead. I like to pay careful attention when the Bible uses the word foolish. And I realized that in the book of Matthew, Jesus used the word foolish than any other book in the Gospels. Foolish. It's an old foolish man. Foolish man. And maybe with your indulgence, reading the scripture, when it says foolish man, it applies to women too. So, but you want to know foolish man or foolish woman, that faith without works is dead. So if you are born again and you are claiming to have faith and you are sacrificing nothing, you are doing nothing. You are just going about naming and claiming things. Living in a, some dreamland. Illusion. 
thinking about how one day somebody is coming to bless you with a house, with a car, with... Come on! I'm not saying it's impossible. But Christian, they believe a man or woman of faith does not live like that. You have a vision. You work towards your vision. In line or in movement towards that vision, the God of the impossible can cause somebody to meet that need or give you that blessing. Or But you don't sit and wait in anticipation that somebody will work and come and give you his money to build a house. Or somebody will build a house and come and give it to you. You may not like what you are hearing, but that is the word of God. And that is the truth. And you may be arguing, oh, but I know somebody who was gifted a house. You know somebody, but not everybody. So you may not be in the bracket of somebody. You may be in the bracket of everybody or some other people. So don't use somebody's life to measure your life. It will create problems for you. Chart your own path. Pursue your own goals. Faith works. Work. Work. We started a ministry with nothing. We worked and God blessed our efforts. And I see many young people, they want to come into ministry. Praise God. The Bible says when a man wants to be an elder or a pastor, is a good ambition. But you can't just look at men of God who have made it and use that as a yardstick and think that when you come in today, it's going to be. You know, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You say, but I have faith. Well, that faith is what I'm telling you will cause you to work while you wait. So I am working because I'm believing God for this particular thing. I'm working, I'm working. It has not come, I'm working. So I'm in the midst of that working. I am waiting for the manifestation of what God has said. Are we together? So the emphasis is on faith that works while waiting. No illusions, no self-deception, no misplaced priorities, faith works. And you say, well, I don't have anything to do. And I wait a minute. Bible says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it. Maybe right now, when you look at yourself and your qualification and, you know, you can't get the kind of work that befits your qualification or your expectation. Start from somewhere. You say, really? Yes. Start from somewhere. You have to start from somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere along the line, that somewhere can even be the place that God is going to plant you and make you something bigger and larger. You say, oh, but where I'm seeing right now, there's nothing to write home about. You may be the person that heaven has lined up to make something, to create something out of that nothing in that particular situation and place. You have been planted in the family in which you are. And you may say, well, my family has nothing. That's why you are there. You are there so God will use you to change that family, to bring life into that family, vibrancy into that family. Where are you going to run away to? You have an assignment and you must fulfill it. This is the faith you must have. This is the faith you must have. So if the Bible says, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? So if Abraham had not offered Isaac, he would not have been described as a man of faith. Let me read it that again. And he said, was not Abraham our father justified by works? when he offered Isaac his son on the altar. So justification came by an act of faith. Are we getting that? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? So grace opened the door 
grace ushered in him he was blessed by God he was given tremendous promises but that didn't make him to go and sleep God has said it God will do it so I'm, I'm not going to do nothing no faith drove him to act in tangent in sync in agreement with the spirit of the living God and the promises of God and so what was promised found manifestation because he acted on his faith that should be the stance you take to act on your faith do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works faith was made perfect and the scripture was fulfilled which says Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God you see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only a man is justified by works and not by faith only so if you believe you will work you will commit yourself to work he closes that verse and says likewise was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way she was justified by what by works for as the body without the spirit is dead so faith without works is dead also so what are you doing at the moment rise up do something by all means do something many years ago I was questioning why God would not allow me to pursue my life's vision of becoming a writer. I wanted to be an author. And the answer that came to me was that being a pastor does not stop me from fulfilling that vision. Then I began to argue. Time factor. People call you when you should be resting and how can I get the time to write? Thank God for grace and a mindset. To commit to working I committed myself to make more sacrifices create time to write and by the grace of God I'm achieving my goals because I acted on my faith may God help all of us to activate our faith by doing what we need to do so we can get what we desire to have God bless you your friend pastors matter signing out for today I love you so much have a wonderful week till I come your way again next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Bible platform. Tune in same time next week. God bless you.